0: It's Friday, and Locked On Syracuse ain't hanging it up for the weekend yet. Jim Bayheim may be contradicting himself on some key aspects for next year's roster. Plus, Buddy Bayheim may be getting his professional nod a little bit earlier than we thought. And Donovan McNabb, Syracuse football legend, gives his input on where the program stands. All that and more on Locked On Syracuse. Let's go. You are Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, all right, all right. Locked On Syracuse with your host, the voice of the people, Brad Klein, right here on Locked On Syracuse, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. So, Weekend's almost here. Big plans, everyone. Raise your hand, maybe. Nothing bigger than the final Locked on Syracuse episode of the week. So, like I said, football we're going to dabble in later. Buddy Bayheim, we knew we were eventually going to talk about it, and I promise we will talk more about it. His professional aspirations, where does his stroke fit into the NBA realm? But we begin today with Syracuse basketball. And I'm talking true state of the program, what's going on. So, but rather, Jim Beheim, a few days ago, in his 23rd annual Jim and Julie Bayheim Foundation Gala at Verona, New York, and Turning Stone Casino, he says that the team does not need a center. Because when asked, what else does this team need, he says, nothing, we're good. And I went on the podcast, and I'm not going back on what I said. That's what Jim did. And I said, you know what? I kind of agree. Backup center would be nice, but I actually think that Malik Brown can do it, even though he's a little undersized. So now, Bayheim goes on Q Sports Talk, on Eric Devendorf's show, good show, and says that, yeah, we need a backup center. And he was very uh, blunt about it, which I respect. We need a backup center, he says. Okay. So, a lot of you knew that. A lot of you still believe that, never stop believing it. That's fine. What should you believe? You should believe this one. Because two reasons. One, the setting in which he said it. He said it on the show of a former player and not at... A charity foundation when he's trying to get people to donate money. So this one makes more sense. And that's another reason why you should believe it. Because it makes a lot more sense, objectively. That said, you lose out on Quincy Ballard. There hasn't been real traction on another backup center. The clock is ticking. And Beheim himself says that it's nearly impossible to get a backup center. In this day and age. And what does he mean by that? He says that the transfer portal dictates flexibility and opportunity for players to go and start. If you're transferring, it's probably because you're not happy with your role. And you're probably not happy with your role because you're not starting. So why would you go to Syracuse to be the backup? When you can just be the backup wherever you are now. Well, Boeheim says that Syracuse is actually a good spot for a backup center. Not in the sense that you're going to have a chance to win the starting role from your backup role. No. It is, we have our guy. Jesse Edwards is our guy. Nothing can change that, and you're going to learn from him. Yeah, you're going to uproot your life. You're going to uproot your friends and, and move to Syracuse, New York for 13 minutes a game. A quick pull if you don't get a rebound, like Frank Anslem. And most importantly, according to Beheim, learn in practice from Jesse Edwards. I'm not going to argue with Beheim here and say that it is easy to get a backup center any time, especially now. But Beheim says this is a good situation for a backup center, and I have to disagree. And a lot of it does go back to the zone, and I will say that it's getting better because Beheim also acknowledged that the team will likely play more man-to-man defense like they did in the season finale. Their ACC tournament exit nearly beating Duke, who in my opinion was the best team in college basketball last year. Because they go to man and and Duke looked bamboozled. And I wouldn't expect that to happen every game. Everyone knows what man-to-man defense is, but Duke was preparing for the 2-3 zone. Syracuse threw out man for the first time since 09. And it worked, element of surprise. I do think that it'll be nice to have man-to-man defense in your back pocket. Use the zone, but have it. Have it ready to go. But I don't think playing man-to-man sporadically is a quote-unquote good situation for a backup center. And the reason I don't think Syracuse is a very good spot for a backup center is because I don't think Syracuse is a very good spot for any center. I always say this whenever I'm talking on air about Syracuse's bigs and that problem because it's been an ongoing problem. If I am a 17-year-old or if I'm a 20-year-old in the portal and I am above six foot ten, and Syracuse goes to talk to me, I'm going to ask them, why should I go to your school when I'm trying to make the NBA and your coach, your bigs coach... Is a former guard. It's Alan Griffin. I love Alan Griffin. I think he's a good coach. I know he's a good guy. We've had multiple interactions. And none of them have been negative. And he's one of those guys that I could see myself wanting to play for. But he's a former guard. Why would I entrust Alan Griffin with my center destiny? I wouldn't. If I was a guard, heck yeah. Gamble my life with that man. But it doesn't make much sense. And for years I've been calling for Syracuse to make a switch at that spot. I'm not calling for Alan Griffin's job. I'm just calling for a different role for Alan Griffin. It's insanity that you're asking Griffin to mentor the bigs. It's insanity that you're asking Alan Griffin to recruit the bigs. You're setting him up for failure. You're setting the program up for failure. So no, I don't think that Syracuse is a perfect spot for a developing backup center like Jim Beheim says. And no, I don't think they're going to get one at this stage. Quincy Ballard was your best chance. Think about it. If you're not getting... The Syracuse native, the guy who didn't play in the ACC, you give him a chance to play in the conference that he didn't get to in? From your city, and he goes to Wichita State. Why? To start. Beyheim and I agree on a lot of things. We agree on most things that have been talked about today. But I cannot agree that this is a good spot. Maybe he's just saying that. I don't know. No way to really find out. But playing man-to-man defense for 15% of the year, sorry, just doesn't do it for me. We'll see. I don't know. I, I still think that Malik Brown can do it for 10 or 15 minutes a game. Whether he'll get that chance or not, I don't know. Now, summer is coming, and with the summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. Throw them in your bags, in your kids' backpacks. Make sure that everyone has a bar so you are fueled for the summer adventures. The best part about Built Bars, they're healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you can have both, and it's easy. All you have to do is go to Built.com and order now. All built Bars and Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means that with built Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. Have you tried the built Puffs yet? We're going crazy for the Puffs here on the Locked On Family. They come in crazy flavors, banana cream pie, even churro. Who doesn't want a protein bar? that tastes like a churro, and they're only 140 calories. Sign me up. If that's not enough flavor for you, then you might want to try the mix Box. The mix Box comes with 12 flavors of bars and puffs. Built Bar makes sure that there is something for everyone. So the mix Box is perfect for my family, family of four. My father is not a very picky heater, but my brother and my mother are. And to be honest, yeah, I'm, I'm a pretty picky eater, too. So we have that variety. And then my father, he'll clean up the crumbs and eat what we don't eat. And, and that's fine because he, he digs it. So the the mixed box is something that we do very often. Bilt Bar makes sure that there's something for my brother, something for my mother, something for me. And again, my father, he, uh, he'll he pretty much eat anything. Know what my favorite flavor is, though. It's probably the chocolate almond, but I'm not going to lie. I, I've been trying other flavors recently. and. I don't know. Chocolate almond probably has to make sure that uh, that it, it holds up its end of the bargain going forward because there are other flavors. Uh, banana cream pie is is definitely making a run for its money. Most built bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, just and and also 17 grams of protein. And compare that to a candy bar, usually about 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar. Dozens of net carbs. Go to com, get all your favorites, banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, so many more. They're all delicious, new flavors coming out all the time. Check them out at Bilt.com. The offer, go to Bilt.com, use promo code lock 15 and get 15% off your order. Again, because you're listening to this podcast, it's 15% off by typing in the promo code LOCKED15. So we talked a little bit about Syracuse's big man Troubles and Jim Beheim basically lying to us a few days ago about how he felt, saying that the program is set, they didn't need anything else for next year, and now they need a backup center. I mean, again, not surprised uh, that he feels this way. I can see how most people would feel this way. I disagree, but I could be wrong. I know what I'm saying. I know I'm asking a power forward to play ACC center in his first season. I get that. But, hey, desperate times call for desperate measures. So, there's that. Now, let's shift over to Buddy Beheim, a- And I'm just, just bracing you, just just preparing you. Buddy Beheim and his NBA aspirations will be talked about. <laughs> it will be talked about for a long time. Pretty much until the June 23rd draft. Now, the first little wrinkle in the story is that Buddy will participate in the NBA G League Elite Camp. Now, if he performs well, he could be invited to the NBA Combine after that, just ahead of, again, the June 23rd draft. So what does this mean? It's a good thing. I think that Buddy's future in the NBA, direct future, starts in the G League, and that's not a problem. A lot of people project him as a Duncan Robinson. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if that's the best comp. I think I, people are just looking at that because he's a good shooter and he's white. But uh, Duncan's is a lot longer and thus a, a much more effective defender. We still don't know what Buddy is defensively. We have a good assumption, but we don't know. So I think that's the biggest question that needs to be answered come G League Elite Camp. And it's going to be happening in mid-May. So he's got a couple weeks, week and a half, to prepare for it. Even though I'm I'm sure he's been preparing for it. But uh, the announcement came out yesterday that he's going to be at that camp. And we'll see. Uh, Look, it's going to be good, good, good exposure for him regardless. And whatever happens in America, he will be making money playing basketball elsewhere. And he can easily go overseas, someone will take him, good shooter, no problem. But obviously, that's not his hope. His hope is to do something a little bit more. Something in America, back home. I get that. And let's just address the big question. Is there a role for Buddy in the NBA? Can he be an NBA player? Absolutely. Yeah, I really do. I really do think that. I don't know if he will be right away. I do think he'll start in the G League with maybe like a couple of games in the NBA sporadically. But 80% of his first season, I think, would be in the G League. And then we'll see if he's comfortable in that two-player role. Maybe he wants to go overseas. Get some more playing time. But I really do think, just because of his shooting, that an NBA team will make room for him. I, I do think that. And the defense, again, is going to be the problem. The defense is going to be the only thing that scouts look at because they've seen that he can shoot. No scout is going to go to the G League elite camp and ask themselves, hmm, I wonder if Buddy can shoot. No. We we all know that. We all know that he's an elite mid-range shooter. Don't know if that's going to be true in the NBA with more length. But we know he's a knockdown shooter. We know that he's a good enough passer. He moves the ball well. He's a smart player. The question is, literally, can he keep up? So I don't know. G-League League League Camp, if you can't keep up there, then no. (laughs) But I do think that he'll be okay. I do think it's it's a controlled environment, so he'll be able to showcase his talent pretty well. So good for Buddy. I think it's a good first step. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball, and this weekend's run to the Roses as the Kentucky Derby is back. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting, wagering information from live betting to playoffs, eSports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline where the game starts. So, we talked already about Syracuse basketball and their center concerns. We talked about Buddy Beheim and how he projects to the NBA. Now let's shift over to Syracuse football. And it's interesting because, first of all, one thing that has been pretty clear when it comes to the shortfalls, the pitfalls of the football program recently, is that... Alums have pretty much been put in a corner in the dark. And that's bad. <laughs> that's, how, that's how you pr- pretty much cut off your program from the beneficiaries, from the impactful voices there, is that it has not been a very outreached group, the alums. So that's something that you would expect Dino you know, Babers to address in the offseason, and something that has pretty much been put on a silver platter for him is Donovan McNabb because his his daughter Lexi McNabb committed to Syracuse women's basketball. See if that program can turn around with Felicia Leggett-Jack as the new head coach. So Lexi McNabb will play for Syracuse women's basketball. She's a second generation McNabb in SU hoops because technically Donovan McNabb walked onto the team. Good for him. Now, McNabb is now answering questions mostly about his daughter, but also about Syracuse football. Hey, the media's there. Hey, Donovan, while you're here, what do you think about Syracuse right now? And Donovan McNabb, you have to listen to alums like this because this, these guys, McNabb especially, these guys are going to help you get recruits if they are actually on your team still. And they're only on your team if you reach out, if you treat them well if you roll out the red carpet when they come to town. So Donovan McNabb is important. Everything he says needs to be listened to. So he says that we need to be patient for the football development. He doesn't like the rebuilding term in college. I get that. But he says that we need to be patient. That there are talented guys in important spots, very young team in very important spots, But most importantly, the coaching staff has been overhauled. And the funny thing is we have to be patient with the players, the young players. Give them time. Let them fail. See what happens after they fail. But what he said about the coaches and that overhaul was, hey, they need to succeed yesterday. (laughs) So you bring in a special teams coordinator, you bring in a new play caller. They have to hit the ground running and succeed right away. Do I agree? Yeah, I do. Now, we might agree for different reasons. Syracuse's coaches need to not miss a beat in their first year because if they don't, Dino Babers will be fired. And if Babers is fired, they likely lose their jobs too tough situation unfair situation but that's the reality do I think that we can be patient with the program as a whole yeah I do (laughs) depends on how you feel about it I guess depends on your definition of ability to be patient because you go to the dome and it's one of the smallest power five venues if not the smallest power five venue for football of course And Syracuse doesn't even fill it up. And it's honestly, it's embarrassing. Now, they don't fill it up. They're pretty much the only show in town. That's even worse. They just need to win more games. The locals will come out if they win more games. And the student section does a good job. Jonathan Danilich, the former president of Otto's Army, he's invested a lot of time in it. The students show out, show up, the locals do not, and that is the result of being patient, because the locals they have run out of patience, they have run out of patience, and I know that Donovan McNabb has been back to the dome since. I know he knows what it looks like, and I know that he knows what it used to look like: packed dome, competitive in their conference, if not dominant. Winning key games. National scene. He knows what this program is capable of, but he also knows what has been true. So you can be patient. You can be patient and watch the 30,000 fans become 25 for football in the ACC. My goodness. I mean, why not? (laughs) Right? Why not? Already they've been just... In a state of, of chaos, this program, for a very long time with a brief interruption in 2018. So what's a couple more years? McNabb says we have to be patient. And honestly, what, what choice do we have? If we, if we are impatient, then what? We, we stop going to the games. It's kind of happened already. I do think this program is capable of an actual rebuild with an actual light at the end of the tunnel. But I do know that it's going to take more of the Donovan McNabs of the world to help Dino Babers or whoever has his job in 365 days from now. And like McNab said, it's not going to happen overnight. I want to be competitive in the ACC. But thanks for making Locked on Syracuse your first listen every day. Make Locked on ACC your second listen. Shout out Candice Cooper and what she's doing with that pod. It takes less than 30 minutes a day, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you next time, everyone.